The information provided in this podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be considered as personal advice. Always consult with a qualified professional or expert in the relevant field for personalized advice tailored to your specific situation. If you're paying for insurances already in your super fund or a structure, have a look to see, is this is the it, right yeah. thing that I've got? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm paying for it already. I've already got it. And here's my money going out of the fund every year. Is this what I want? Mm-hmm. Is this the right structure that I need? Or perhaps could I do with some of the other covers that are more important to me? Mm-hmm. Perhaps some would go, I want to have a trauma cover. I want to cover my wage, which is more important because if I don't have my wage, there is no home loan repayment. There is no food on the table. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Wealth Guide, sponsored by Riker Capital. My name is Tamara, and I'm the Advice Practice Manager. And today here on the couch with me, I have three senior advisors from Riker Capital. Would you like to introduce yourselves again, gentlemen? Absolutely, Tamara. Uh, G'day, guys. My name is Ray, Director and Senior Financial Advisor at Riker Capital. Very interesting uh, episode today, tomorrow. Very excited to talk about it. Me too. It's going to, uh, yes, well, let's get stuck in. Let's get stuck in. I am too. And uh, Dean. Hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is Dean Dasuki, uh, also Senior Advisor here at Riker Capital. And this is a very hot topic. In hot the topic. The so I don't want to unpack it today. <laughs> I've got interesting. I've got hot. Ricky. Oh, I'll top this one up. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky reached me, uh, Senior Advisor at Riker Capital. Uh, very, very interesting topic indeed. Um, very useful. I think people would find it practical. very useful, very practical. So we're looking forward to it. Okay. Well, let's launch into this mystery topic that is not a mystery anymore. Look at, for me joining the business, I feel like we're, we are uh, as a financial planning business working with some of our professional broker partners for the benefit of our, of our clients. We're like bread and butter to our clients, really, really going together and really aligning a lot of our approach and, 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 and service ethos and, and client experience, trying to make sure we've got a really good alignment. Um, right now too, and I'm not sure the exact data, but I know that the percentage of people who go to a mortgage broker to get a loan, as opposed to going directly to a bank or a lending institution is kind of hovering around that 70% mark. So why are people going to a broker? I know that I've gone to a broker three times in my life. The reason why I've gone is I know that the broker is working for me and they have a panel or choice of different financial product solutions that they could consider that's tailored for me, which is very much like what we do as financial advisors. We also have a panel uh, and we have an approved panel and we have different choices and, and, and we try to tailor that for client solutions too. And that's why we're kind of bread and butter is my understanding as well. Absolutely, Tamara. And uh, to your point, I think Absolutely. When I did my loan, instead of going directly walking into the bank, there was no way I was going to do that. I wanted to go see a broker. I wanted the offering and the solutions and the service that the mortgage brokers offer is second to none. So why would I go directly to the bank when I had these solution offerings from a broker who sort of went to me going, Ray, you've got A, B, C, D, E solutions. This is some of the benefits they can offer. This is some of the other benefits, ancillary benefits that you can get on top of it. So I was like, this would not, I would get that from another bank or from another institution, or they would not advocate about another institution. 
Very good, very good. Yes, yeah, so that uh, definitely. Now, what is the topic that we're talking about? We're talking about oftentimes when people, and I know I did as well um, when I went to get a loan, my broker asked me about things like, you know, managing my risk. My income is very, very important. Uh, I was servicing the loan. I'm a single parent as well. Uh, and it was very, very important that my, my, I had my income. So we talked about income protection insurance. If I passed away prematurely, I still have a dependent daughter living at home with me. I still had a little bit, you know, obviously had the mortgage on the property. Do I need some life insurance, for example, to cover the mortgage? So those are the types of very responsible things that, that the broker came up with. Now, there was a couple of options, uh, you know, working with a financial advisor to get a tailored solution and go through a similar process like I did when I went to a broker. Or the broker did have, with respect to the aggregator that they that they were with, they did have a a, a direct or a, a single solution they could offer me as well as as a choice. So those are my my choices when I went to the broker with regards to risk management, right? Right, which sort of astounds me a little bit because obviously the whole gist of why people go to a mortgage broker is a is a quite large variety of panel. Um, however, I think um, when we look at a solution like that, a similar sort of solution would be viable to a client where you're sort of extending that services out from mortgage broking to go, well, look, um, why don't you go speak to a financial planner who can provide you an array of solutions as far as the structure of the insurance, whether it's about tax, whether it's about how do I create an insurance structure which is going to be a tax deductible for me, it's going to provide me a solution which is not going to affect all of my cash flow and also going to provide me for stipulated events that I want to be covered for. So those are the key important considerations to sort of think about rather than boxing the client to go, this is how we work with. So this is the reason why the solution that we offer more and more mortgage brokers and accountants sort of joining us to go, guys, we would love for your services to be provided to our audience or to our clients mm -hmm. who are in need of those services rather than just one size fits all. Well, that, that was exactly it. And, and the broker I have, and it's not as, this is years ago. Um, so it's not a broker that I currently, you know, have a relationship at, at all with so the years ago, but the broker did a good job in being really clear. This was the direct, this was the single insurance offer that was on the table through, through him. Um, he really didn't have, that wasn't his bread and butter. It was yeah. kind of a, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like, this is what it does. I can't say whether it's right or wrong for you. This is what it is and what it does. Yeah. Um, if you see a financial advisor, to your point, you're going to get a tailored experience. Exactly. Um, so that is that what you're talking about? So That's that, exactly and, what I'm talking and, about. And the yeah. broker was very, very clear yeah. uh, about that. And uh, some, sometimes they're limited by their license and mm. their ability to speak about it tomorrow because mm. it is a quite an involved product. It is a quite complicated product. It is a quite... Uh, structured product in a sense that you can make it tax effective the way you want it to be. And I know with my insurances, particularly having three kids, I wanted to make sure some of these events and structures that I wanted to cover for, they are quite tailored. And mm. I wanted to make sure that I could write some of that off in my tax bill. Mm. Why wouldn't I? So I can utilize some of that tax dollars to cover myself. I'd love to do that. So you're talking about um, having an insurance solution that is really, it's strategic as well as not just some insured, if I die, this happens. Yeah. You're being more, because of the complexity of, the of complex your family? Correct, exactly right. Okay. So it was tailored to my situation, given my needs and wants and what I want to sort of provide those covers for. So whether it be the life insurance, whether it be the trauma cover, whether it be covering the wage cover and provides a perfect solution and the events that it actually covered inside it. So in an insurance side, if you ever sort of picked up a PDS, I don't know if you have, but, um, you know, it's, 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 it, there are a lot of different um, uh, exclusions and terms and conditions in the policy, which most of the brokers don't know about. 
And neither is part of their role to do so. Life products are definitely very complex. Um, mm. One thing that we've, or personally that I've, I've, I've noticed and experienced so many times where clients may have a policy in place yep. um, and they feel like it's, it's pretty straightforward. It should, it should cover them. But um, unfortunately, sometimes coming claim time, they've had a, a bit of issues. Um, so it's important to really understand as well um, whether – I don't know if you if you've got the time to go and, and read a hundred hundred and fifty page PDS to make sure that's correct, or maybe um, going out and having a chat to a professional um, to be able to help you with doing that. But uh, it's important to understand if you, even if you do maybe have some cover, understanding how it works, when is it going to pay out, um, and most importantly, is it actually going to pay out? Like yeah. you're paying these premiums. Yeah. There's money coming out of your pocket yeah. in the event of something happening. Are they, is the insurer going to actually pay out? But it's one thing about reading the PDS, Dean, but it's one another thing to compare it, to go, Correct. what am I comparing this to? What is the benchmark? Mm -hmm. What is the rating of this product, right? So I think that's the key consideration. And unfortunately, brokers don't have that kind of time to sort of worry about going, well, is this the right solution offering to my client or am I about to – set my client into something which will have no payout and is going to come back to bite me. Well, they're not comparing. To your point, that's not the bread and butter. No. They have this as a solution, but it's not a comparison. It's not a panel of insurers. No. And that's where it's kind of we have a similar, I guess, ethos or approach with a financial advisor. Can you dive into a little bit more, Ricky, about when I say panel, what am I talking about? That sounds like it's technical advisor speak, uh, different <laughs> providers. What do I mean by that? Well, absolutely, Tamar. Well, as you alluded before, when you go see a broker, you get getting a range of uh, banks or a company, financial institution providing loans. Mm -hmm. So customer gets to choose from a variety of panel. Similarly to insurance, when they come and see a financial advisor, they get to see a different range of insurance company because every insurance company might have a different appetite on what they might cover, what's an ideal client because some might only prefer white collar jobs. Mm -hmm. Some may cover, you know, a blue collar job. So it just depends. And a financial planner could then assess your situation, understand what your job's like uh, and what your health situation's like, and then tailor a cover for that client situation, which as opposed to, on the other hand, going directly with one provider mm -hmm. may not be the right fit for the client. Yep. So it's just choosing the right one. Um, and even going back to the previous conversation we were having, I was thinking about a client that I just saw about a couple of weeks ago. Um, they were paying for a mortgage insurance. So they were paying, it, it did cover life, mm -hmm. but it was linked to the mortgage balance. What does that mean? So it was interesting. <laughs> I had to call and confirm myself just, okay. to, just to make sure that I was looking at it correctly. So yeah. it linked to the mortgage balance. Mm -hmm. So it did say, because they took out the loan initially, mm -hmm. for example, say let, let's say $500,000. So they would have life, in the event of life or client passing away, the insurer would pay the mortgage of $500,000. Now, fast forward 10 years later, that $500,000 mortgage has now become four hundred dollars or three fifty, dollars and they're still paying more insurance. The insurance is going up in line with CPI, the premiums, okay. um, but the payout figure from $500,000 now become $350,000. Because, because I was paying down the mortgage. Because right. you've been, the 10 years you've been also paying down the mortgage. But I'm being penalized, it sounds like, because my premium is still staying high. You, okay, I get it. And not only that. Money. Exactly. You're, you're, no, paying, you're paying more for less. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and another point to add to it, 
it is directly linked to your mortgage. Mm. So your client can't choose, even if they were to get 350000 where to direct that money right. to. Yeah. They could have a spouse working and they might not want to pay the mortgage. Mm-hmm. They might want to use, use that it. money for kids' education yeah. or any other thing or buying another property, for example. Yeah. But it was just linked to the it mortgage. Had, it had to be so paid. It, it just had to go into yeah. that mortgage. You know, that, and that's a really good point. And that's part of what you said about the tailoring, isn't it? It is. You know what I mean. But I think, it's 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 very dangerous i feel that just taking that one-sided single approach to a client to just go well this is what i've got and this is what i'm going to recommend mm. because it's on the panel over here mm. i think it's extremely um bit of risk for the client because if that product solution did not offer those some of those key considerations that client could have got paid out in some mm. of the other policies but we've recommended that just because it's my panel mm. Mm. client could be in a lot of hurt um, not not to mention the broker is put in such a terrible situation that here I am in the trust that I've recommended this product. Mm-hmm. However, it does not have a payout. And having to claim manage that process or manage that expectation of a client, it's, it's just dreadful. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd feel horrible and terrible to go, I recommended this product, but it did not do what it was meant to do when it came at the time to provide for my client's needs. Mm-hmm. No, I can do, and, and as you said, because that's not their bread and butter. That's exactly. just something they can offer as yeah. a, as, as as another thing yeah. as well. Um, and we've seen more and more of this happening um, mm. previously, so I think that's why we've, we've sort of seen why it's them. topical. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we've seen more of the mortgage brokers now reach out to go, "Hey, look, we want to provide a full vast mm-hmm. uh, suit of products and offerings yeah. to our client, mm. uh, but rather than just going this one line where what our aggregator uh, or, or potentially they might have recommended um, from from their side, mm. we want to be able to customize solutions for them now." We're there be in the case of a medical instance because some of those clients let's just say maybe diabetic as an example now not every other insurance offering will provide that perhaps mm. or it might have some of the medical event where they haven't done much of an underwriting mm. but they have paid the premium but come at claim time they'll go but because you had x y and z conditions sorry mr client we mm. can't pay you yeah yep so really the things i'm picking up is really three things now so we're talking about specific um uh, personal things as far as my health and my history we're talking about a strategy and how i actually set up my insurance or whether it's in some inside super some outside of super how i'm paying premiums etc and to your point ricky it's about let's look at different product suites that might be more attuned and aligned with your particular circumstances your occupation etc so that really is the tailoring and the advantage of having a similar experience like when you're going to see a broker and yeah. then go to see a financial advisor for the insurance and that way I'm having a similar experience as a client yeah. and a similar approach if I look at it that yeah. way. Is that, but yeah. that is exactly to okay. the point but I think it goes a little bit above that tomorrow because when we sort of work with uh, some of the mortgage brokers that we have worked with, we also became a bit of a key stakeholder relationship manager. So we hold a lot of clients' hand during the process of that part. Sure. But not only that, as client circumstances have changed over the course of a period of time where they'll go, well, Ray, I'm just about to, uh, I think I might like to buy another property or might um, look to sort of reduce my taxes mm-hmm. using negative gearing strategies. Mm-hmm. We will then go back to our broker to go, Hey, Joe, remember the client you referred me? He's just about to go buy another property. I recommend you should have a conversation with him. Yeah. So it becomes a good relationship piece mm-hmm. or segue for us to then introduce that further business back to our brokers. Well, for sure. And then what does that additional, I guess, element of their wealth creation strategy do to 
any tweaking we have to do with the risk management correct, as well. Correct, correct. So and then we further is, tweak yeah. the risk management there as part of our process. I think that's um, that's actually really good as well because I think uh, just to add on to that, uh, especially with a lot of the younger clients, what I've, I've happened to notice is, uh, especially in Australia, everyone's pretty hot topic is, is property. Everyone loves buying property. Yep. Um, everyone gets so excited to jump onto that first property. Um, and the, the goal a lot of the time is for them to continue building that portfolio. Yeah. So um, one of the things that I've, I've seen happen a lot and I've been able to help my clients with is um, giving them and, and helping them with around a debt reduction strategy mm. so that we can help them build up some equity within their property. Um, and by doing that, then that puts them in a step closer to be able to then do um, and go down the avenue of buying that investment property that they're, they're looking mm. at um, achieving and things like that. And the good thing is when we do that as well, we can understand what their cash flow looks like. We can do some projections for them to give them some rough idea. Mm -hmm. If you were to put an extra $200 a week towards the mortgage, you might be able to actually achieve that goal of buying an investment property within the next two, three years. Um, so it's a great value add back to I think I think that's a phenomenal part of some of the strategy we do. Mm -hmm. I think I'm very mm -hmm. proud of it because what we enable the client to do is to sort of provide that snapshot at that point in time that if you continue these behaviors, this is how you'll be able to meet your goals and objectives to buy another asset that you're after. Look, again, us as financial planners, we're not bound to go, you should just do managed funds because that's not what we're all about. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to what is your personal preference, Mr. Klein? How would you like to see your wealth grow? Now, that can be a combination of both or it could be completely property, completely shares, but it's more driven by the client because where they see their assets grow and how they want to grow it. Our job is to facilitate, give ideas, give improvements and, and provide that bit of tax structuring or layering there to help them enable to do so. So great point. Um, do we have, and I know we were kind of chit-chatting about it yesterday at the office, uh, 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 an instance where you guys had a client who did take up some of that insurance that the, was on the broker's, I guess, you know, list of things like offers that they could have. And it didn't, it kind of probably didn't suit the client exactly. Was it, was there? Yeah. So tomorrow, um, look, in my previous life working at the bank, um, we saw the broker sort of recommend a, um, a product offering to a client. Whilst the client had taken the um, the insurance out, and hoping that, that that would suit their needs, mm -hmm. but come at the time of time, um, at, come at the time of claim, um, when the cancer uh, the client had a cancer event, mm -hmm. unfortunately, it didn't pay out in the event of a life insurance because there were uh, some pre existing conditions or perhaps a PDS um, uh, wording there that didn't meet the client mm -hmm. um, and effectively didn't result in a payout. Now. Not only I was sort of worried about for the client, but also at the same time for the broker. Um, like I mentioned in my previous instances where he has personally sort of held himself accountable to go, look, I've recommended this and I have not done okay. the right thing here. So for, for a broker, it's a terrible experience, uh, not to mention the same thing for the client where they've got young families and they need to be paid out in that instance and that didn't happen. So yes, so that was one of the instances that I've had well, or one of the many that I've heard around the industries as well similar to that event. So I think the this again going back to the point of offering a wide range of solutions that would have fit fed the client. Yeah. It's very key important. Another good thing is also guys look at the government website called the moneysmart.gov.au. Mm. Mm. If you ever go into the moneysmart.gov.au website and look at claims comparison tool, we are going to put the link on our website or on this podcast where you can simply go to the claims comparison tool and you can play around with it to see um, insurance companies, what are their payout rates? And I think that'd be very, very interesting to sort of see where do you sit within that insurance company payout rates? And I think government's put out that information um, which is quite handy actually. And this is what we do at claims time. We, as advisors, we help client 
in order to assist them with their claims because things have already gone wrong if someone's making a claim. Yep. So they're already going through a hard time. Yeah. Um, and and, and in, with regards to that, there's a process where the insurance company needs to be notified. There's certain application form needs to be filled. Doctor's report needs to be provided. So a, as an advisor, we can assist client in order to make that claim mm-hmm. and to ensure that it does, you know, we try everything we can to make sure that the claim does go through which uh, if if they have an underwritten cover that we've spoken about before, which provides more certainty because the insurance company already knows about their health, their occupation, they've approved that and now the claims process is a lot easier as opposed to what stories we've heard before where the group cover insurance company didn't know anything about the client, they just gave the cover because it's in a group, Mm -hmm. which means there's more underwriting at the time of claim, Mm -hmm. which takes it, which makes claim process much more longer, more cumbersome, more time consuming. And stressful. And stressful, absolutely. Not to mention the covers were decreasing. Like here I am paying amount of money for these insurances and they're going down in value. And you're paying more. And I'm paying more and I'm going, (laughs) Why would I pay you that amount of money for no reason? Which is definitely what we talked about and did go into a lot of detail before. But what I tweaked on with you is that we're, we are, you guys are used to as financial advisors when there is that unfortunate event, holding a client's hand and supporting them with the claims management that the you know insurance company is doing. Whereas probably to your point earlier, Ray, a broker, that's not their specialty. No, so they don't no. have that experience or probably they're not set up to yeah. do that. So yeah. we've got that disconnect too yeah correct correct. Uh, i just wanted to add to that as well like i um one of the brokers that i worked with recently he um had a conversation with him around one of his clients and um what had happened was is he actually spoke to the client around some uh what's their current position around the insurances and and the the protection piece and the client was explained to the to the broker that they look they're fine they don't need cover because they've got something already built in super and Mm. they felt that was going to pay it out Mm. now then the Breaker, she gave me a call. Um, it's quite uh, some time after after it all, because unfortunately the client did suffer a stroke, mm-hmm. and um, they weren't able to continue to work. And they went to go and, and and make a claim within the fund, and the insurances that I had within the super fund, they just didn't pay out. They just came up with all the excuses and a lot of a few clauses and things that within the PDS contract, um, and they wouldn't pay it out. Can so, we name and shame them? Probably yeah. not. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. I don't. We won't. We won't. We won't do that. We won't do that. So, oh, so that's that. that's yeah. So, that, so it's definitely two things as well. You're yeah, right. So, so you know, working with a broker, and, and again, it's that's not the broker in the broker's wheelhouse no. uh, to do that to assess that and kind of like, okay, you've got that, or you've got the the direct, yeah. uh, you know, one solution that that. Absolutely. Is on offer. And look, obviously, most of the uh, brokers uh, want to do the right thing. and want to help their clients of out. Of course and, and they have do. that safety net for their clients. Yeah, absolutely. Should something go wrong, yeah. it's that safety net there is to cash them. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And especially if you're paying for insurances already in your super fund or a structure, have a look to see, is this is the it, right yeah. thing that I've got? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm paying for already. I've already got it, mm-hmm. right? And here's my money going out of the fund every year. Is this what I want? Mm-hmm. Is this the right structure that I need? Or perhaps could I do with some of the other covers that are more important to me? Mm-hmm. Perhaps some would go, I want to have a trauma cover. I want to cover my wage, mm-hmm. which is more important because if I don't have my wage, there is no home loan repayment. Yeah. There is no food on the table. 
No, absolutely not. No, that is unpacking it very, very well, gentlemen. So we'll leave it to you as an audience to really decide, was this interesting? Was it controversial? Does it make sense to you? So definitely, as we do when we work with our brokers, like the bread and butter, making sure that if you're a client, you have that really tailored solution, both for your lending as well as your risk management. Thank you very much. We'll see you next episode.